Coming up on the KetoCamp podcast, we have the brains behind KetoCon, Robin Switzer. Logan Sneed, who overcame brain cancer. The extreme weight loss stories are just mind-blowing. I mean, it makes me feel like, uh, you know, I grappled with the same 30 to 60 pounds when I was younger, but these people are losing 100, 200 pounds. That's pretty extreme. Uh, and it takes an incredible amount of determination and and grit to be able to to get to the other side of that experience. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Howdy, Keto Campers. I'm excited to share this conversation with you, talking all about the importance of having a community when you're following a ketogenic, intermittent fasting lifestyle, because we become our environment, as you're going to hear in this podcast episode with Robin Switzer. Now, Robin is behind the scenes organizing. She's the brains behind the spectacular conference, KetoCon, which has been blowing up the last few years, and you'll hear more about that. Robin's going to share her story of going from different diet to diet to diet, then all of a sudden, she found the right fit with the ketogenic diet, and now it's more of a lifestyle. She talks about how she does a combination of keto carnivore, and we compare keto versus other diets out there, what the difference is. We talk about keto community, how to embrace, how to find a keto community that supports you to help you accomplish the goals that you're set out to accomplish. We're also going to talk about amazing keto transformations that go well above and beyond weight loss. I always say people come to keto for weight loss, they stay for the health benefits. She's going to share about keto helping with cancer, keto helping with people to get healthy and reverse PCOS, diabetes, lose over 100 pounds, and so much more. These stories are incredible. They're going to inspire you. And then she's going to share how you can stay on your path to get the results that you want. It was a fun conversation, and I encourage you to attend KetoCon taking place in Austin, Texas, June 12th to the 14th, 2020. It, they have an amazing lineup of speakers. One of them, my, a good friend of mine, Dr. Mindy Peltz, will be speaking there. I will also be there, and I'd love to see you. This is going to be a phenomenal event. This is where you can meet your keto tribe, your keto community. I'm going to put a link for the KetoCon conference taking place in June in the notes of this podcast. So go click that. Secure your spot. They're probably going to sell out soon, so hopefully you're hearing this in time. And I want to see you in Austin, Texas, come June 12th through the 14th. Before I bring Robin onto the show... I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. You know, out of all the podcasts out there, you chose this one. And we are super grateful here at Keto Camp. Our mission is to educate, 
and to inspire 1 billion people on planet Earth. And we're so grateful you chose us. You know, the podcast has been growing. We have reached top 15 status in the U.S. in the alternative health space. That's because of you, Keto Campers. You're listening. You're sharing. And we are so grateful. So please continue to do so. Leave the show a rating and review if you're getting any value from it. And share this episode with a friend. Share it with a coworker. Share it with somebody you believe would get a lot of value from this conversation. I also want you, as you always do, to take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your Instagram and tag me and Robin and KetoCon in it. I'll be sure to see it. I'll share it on my story. We'll get some other keto campers following you back. My Instagram handle is at TheBenazadi, T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I. Robin's Instagram handle is TheRobinSwitzer, T-H-E-R-O-B-I-N-S-W-I-T-Z-E-R. And then tag KetoCon as well, at KetoCon, K-E-T-O-C-O-N. And one last thing here, this show is sponsored by my favorite keto oil, which is olive oil. However, it needs to be high-quality olive oil. Yes, I am an olive oil snob for good reason because when you consume high-quality olive oil, not only does it taste fantastic, it also reduces inflammation in the body. It is loaded with polyphenols and antioxidants. And when you reduce inflammation in your body around your cells, all of a sudden your hormones could communicate to your receptor sites so you feel better, you burn fat, you live longer, all from just consuming one to two tablespoons of this amazing olive oil every single day. So I get mine delivered to me from the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. We worked out a deal for keto campers to get a $39 bottle of the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club for one buck. Head over to ketocampoliveoil.com. Remember, that's camp with the K, ketocampoliveoil.com, and you could get that $39 bottle of the world's healthiest olive oil for one buck. All right, let's chat with the amazing Robin Switzer. Robin Switzer is the organizer, the brains behind the amazing KetoCon conference. She's also the COO of Keto Evangelist, and she's used the keto diet and carnivore diet to help her fix insulin resistance, overcome disordered eating and addiction, lose weight, and manage PCOS. Robin Switzer, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to chat with you. You're doing a lot of cool things in this world, and we'll talk all about that. But before we do, how did you get involved with keto? Share your story with us. Well, um, keto kind of uh, found me. <laughs> So uh, I, I had probably a lifetime of, as far back as I can remember, actually, back to maybe 10 or 11 years old when I started being, when I started realizing that I had, I had stuff related to food and it was, the majority of it was overeating. Um, I did not realize that it was a carb addiction. I didn't realize it was a sugar thing. I just knew that I had issues. And so I've, I've, I've shared with people recently that um, I tried everything that you can possibly imagine, every book, every program, every diet. I've tried the, um, the including the dangerous ones. So I've done it all. Um, and it wasn't until I found Adkins slash low carb that I figured out by trial and error that when I didn't eat carbs, I felt better. But in those days, it was so hard, so difficult and so frowned upon because mainstream was very much against anything you know, low carb. 
if you remember, well, you're probably too young, but um, in those days, I mean, Adkins was really, I mean, it was, he was a kook. He was considered a kook, regardless of how much weight he lost or how he improved his health. So anyway, uh, once I found low carb, things started to turn around for me and I uh, eventually found keto and then my health improved even more. And I've been following keto, low carb, uh, slash carnivore or meat-based protocol for many years now. Many years since what, 2008, 2009? Yeah, um, I found keto in 2000. I think I was low carb like 2000, around 2008 when I realized, you know, this could be a lifestyle. And so it was no longer a diet for me. And then eventually I found uh, the ketogenic protocol because I eliminated things out of my diet. Um, then I realized that if I, if I really um, minimized my carbohydrates like down below 20, that everything would start, everything started to improve. So I, I recently told someone, you know, my, when, when I first found the, the uh, low carb diet, I remember talking about net carbs and um, that it was, I was talking to a medical professional who, who, who strongly urged me to get that out of my head, uh, that, it was, that it was all nonsense. So even, I mean, even when I first found all of this, uh, it was considered nonsense. So anyway, thankfully things, uh, you know, more and more people started to find this lifestyle and improve their health and it became more and more mainstream. And so it became a little bit easier, but I've always been one of also always been one of those people that is willing to like be out on the fringes and do the crazy stuff. If that's what it takes. I'm always, I've always been that type of person. So, um, it, it I make it sound like it was so, uh, difficult and, um, uh, unmanageable, but it really wasn't cause I just kept on doing it. I kept on falling on my face, but I, I, I mean, I eventually it became a lifestyle. Yeah. And back then, before, like you said, it's now it's mainstream keto. What is the keto diet is the number one search term on uh, Dr. Google. Back right. then, when you talked about keto that you did, they just say what well, keto acidosis, that's so dangerous. So I'm sure you had a lot of backlash, including that medical doctor who said that net carbs are a whole bunch of nonsense. Right. What is it about you that just is it a stubbornness that you've had since you've grown up that just <laughs> like, well, how did you stick with it? Um, you know, I, looking back on it, I've asked myself that question so many times. Um, I think it's partially stubbornness and I'm, I, uh, I don't, I don't give up. Like I don't give up easily. I don't give up on it pretty much anything. I'm pretty persistent and, uh, that's helped me in a lot of ways over the course of my life. But, you know, I, I think that Every time I found a way to tweak this for myself, my hair is falling in my face. <laughs> Every time I found a way to tweak this for myself, um, it would work for a while and then um, my health would improve, but I never really found the, the uh, weight loss results. So I've been like a really stubborn weight loss uh, uh, loser, <laughs> weight loser. I've been really stubborn. My body just really likes to hold on to extra weight. So I think in all honesty, that's really what kept me going, kept me trying new things because I was going to lose this weight no matter what. 
no matter what I had to do. And that's, I mean, that led me down the dangerous paths, but uh, yeah, I, I think that was the main source of my persistence. I've also always had a really a strong interest in health and wellness and fitness. And even back when it wasn't popular to believe that food was equated to health, in my heart, I always knew that that, that, that made sense. So it just kept on pushing me in this direction. What were some of the crazy paths you explored to try to get rid of that weight? Ooh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I've done the cabbage diet, the grapefruit diet. I've done shots, I've done pills, I've done drugs, um, Weight Watchers. I mean, literally every diet I can think of, um, I've tried them all. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the really crazy ones, but the really, the, the worst ones were the ones where I was taking some sort of a pill or a shot or something. The HCG diet, and, mm -hmm. uh, no fat, no carbs, all fat, um, all fat and nothing else, all carbs and nothing else. Do, I don't, do you remember Susan Powder? No. Does that name ring a bell to you? She, um, she was, I don't remember the year it was that she was really popular, but she was like super high energy. Um, she wore her hair in like a buzz cut and it was bleached blonde. And she advocated for no fat, all carbs. She would talk about eating like baked potatoes, but don't eat the butter. I mean, literally everything from, from that end of the spectrum to starvation and liquid protein and appetite suppressants. I mean, you name it. Yeah, that's the complete opposite of uh, the keto diet, which, which she promoted, right? It's like yeah. we, say, we say eat the butter, not the sweet potato. Right. <laughs> that's so interesting. So you, you were committed, which, which that type of mindset really helped you because eventually you got the results you wanted. And it also helps in a business, business sense as well because mm -hmm. it's that don't quit mentality. Uh, I love that you were able to actually explore and see, and you weren't afraid to try out different um, approaches. I think that's fantastic. Uh, I could relate to that. I didn't try a lot of those things that you mentioned, but I've also tried, I, did, I was a vegan for a year and a half. I did paleo. And it wasn't until 2013, 2014 that I decided to try keto after studying some of Jeff Volek's work and Dr. Mm -hmm. Finney's work. And I said, this is interesting because I owned a CrossFit gym back then. And I was like, maybe I don't need all these carbs to perform. And I felt so great. And ever since then, I've been in sort of like a keto flexing type of uh, approach. Um, and it's been a game changer for my health. And a bonus is some of the weight came off. A bonus is that I have clear thinking, but I do it because I just feel so good. And right. uh, I want to talk more about that. Like, at what point during your keto journey did you start to feel like, wow, I'm actually onto something? You started to notice uh, differences that separated keto versus the other approaches. What were, what were some of those benefits you started to notice? Mental clarity. So, you know, the brain fog goes away pretty quickly. Um, and... I think that was probably the first thing. And then after that, I start after, you know, after time, I realized that, so the uh, food obsession had kind of gone away. So it became a lifestyle for me. So now I no longer thought about what am I gonna eat? When am I gonna eat it? How am I gonna cook it? You know, I need a hundred recipes. I need all these special ingredients. All of that kind of faded away. And it became more of, I eat when I'm hungry, I stop when I'm full, I don't crave all these crazy foods that I used to crave. Um, and that, that 
that that was a process. It, it didn't happen overnight for me. It, it took time. Uh, I was lucky in that by the time it had become a lifestyle for me and uh, I developed these habits of occupying my time with other things, my kids were already grown and out of the house. So I wasn't, I didn't have that conflict in the house of having to cook for a bunch of different people. My husband eats very similar to, to me. So um, it became very easy for me, really. Yeah. Easy. And uh, at what point during this journey, did you start to think of a, a community that you wanted to build and educate the world, which you're doing with KetoCon? At what point did this idea become into existence? Well, I, 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 am, I am a product of this process. So basically my obsession, my, um, my, all of my hurdles and my struggles became my passion. And it just, it, it, it just evolved, although I know I, I, my actions had something to do with it. Basically what happened was I had been keto for a few years. I was listening to the Keto Evangelist podcast regularly. I was in a lot of different Facebook groups. And at the time I was working for a large global bank and managing a sales team and I was pretty burned out. Uh, and one day on one of the Facebook groups, Brian Williamson, who started Keto Evangelist, um, posted about needing a project manager. And I had been looking for a way to break out of corporate America, but I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know how to translate my skill set in sales and management into another field. So I didn't have my own, the only experience I had in health and wellness was my own personal journey. So when I saw this post on the Facebook group, I thought, what the heck, I'm just going to talk to Brian because he's a very funny, personable guy. And I thought, maybe he'll know someone, he'll know someone, he'll know someone. It's always good to make connections. I really didn't think I was qualified for the job. So Brian and I connected and, um, we spoke for, we spoke several times for a couple of hours and I made the decision that I would start working with him to, um, underneath the kid evangelist umbrella, all of those different business lines that are included in that organization, but he couldn't really afford to pay me. And I couldn't really afford to leave my corporate job yet because I had not been planning on an early retirement or anything like that. So I needed to continue to make money. So I worked with Brian on the side for about a year. And so I started learning all about the Keto Evangelist organization, all the different things that um, the company does. And about a year later, we started talking uh, about KetoCon. And so um, I decided after talking to my husband that it was time for me to jump ship corporate America. And we agreed that I would take one year. And if I could turn this into something where I was making a living, then I would stay. And if not, I would go back to banking. So 30 days later, I resigned. 30 days after that, I was fully employed by Keto Evangelist. And three months after that, we did the first KetoCon. So that was a huge leap in a lot of, in a lot of different ways. But I didn't know anything about event planning at the time. I had been a speaker and a participant at other events in the, within like treasury management and the banking industry for many years, but I had never put on an event. So I only knew it from the other side. 
So um, I just backed into it from, from my own experience, what the speakers would expect, what the exhibitors would expect, what the attendees would expect, and I just started building it from there. So we did the first KetoCon uh, three months after that, and uh, we had a really good, a really good turnout. So that was 2017. We had 545 attendees and 36 exhibitors. That's pretty and, good for the first one. Yeah, and we had, I believe we had 36 speakers that year. Wow. And um, it was a three-day festival, crazy. It was, I don't even remember most of it because it was, you know, it was just so busy and I didn't have any help at the time. So it was me running the exhibitor hall floor, me managing with the speakers. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, and we were so excited by what a positive response we got that we decided right away, let's do it again next year. But the only opportunity we had with the Palmer Event Center was less than a year later. So we bit the bullet and did it again. Um, but about three months before we launched the second event, I brought someone in to help me. So um, I hired someone to help with the exhibitor sales and help manage the exhibitor hall floor. Because now we have, in year two, we had 79 exhibitors and we had 895 attendees and close to 40 speakers. Wow. So we're managing all of this with, um, with one other person that we hired. And during the year that year, we also hired somebody to help with web development and with uh, graphic design and stuff like that. So um, that year we hired Rekha Jay, who handles all of our uh, web development. She does a lot of graphic design for us. She works side by side with me on uh, the creative and collaborative stuff that happens at the event. Ryan Geffon, who happens to be my son, um, joined us and does and manages all the exhibitor sales. So uh, he is much better than I ever was. So I'm so glad that somehow, um, somehow I was able to convince him to help me because he's doing an incredible job. And then um, last year, which was, or this year, which was 2019, um, we just blew the ceiling off that place. It was our best event yet. We had um, close to 3,000 people there. We had 112 exhibitors, 40 plus speakers, and just three days of nonstop collaborating, networking, laughing, crying, like just every, the whole spectrum. Uh, and now we're busy planning for 2020. Wow, that, that's quite some growth in such a short <laughs> amount of time. That's... It really is. Um, and it's a combination of a lot of different things. I can't take all the credit for it. There's no way I could have done all this by myself. Uh, but we were also in the right place at the right time. Hey, I want to interrupt this episode real quick to let you know that I am here drinking my delicious Purity Coffee. It is the world's healthiest keto coffee beans. They are, have the highest antioxidants. They are mold-free. They tested these keto coffee beans from Purity Coffee against the top 40 brands out there. And keto Purity Coffee won hands down, not just with quality, but also taste. And I partnered with Purity Coffee to get an affiliate link for Keto Campers. If you head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com, put Keto Camp at checkout, 
you'll get 10% off of your coffee beans. I get mine delivered to me every single month on auto ship so I don't have to think about it. In fact, I have it right here in front of me, a delicious warm cup of this delicious coffee with MCT oil and some grass-fed ghee. Oh my gosh, that is a powerful fatty coffee to power you through the day so you don't have to rely on unhealthy keto meals. Head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com and put Keto Camp at checkout and get your bag of beans delivered to your door. All right, let's get back to this episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a combination of a lot of things. Definitely, you're in the right place at the right time, but also your, your message is, is so important and people are receptive to it. Because let's face it, Robin, we look out there in America and we see people who are sick and they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. The stats are disgusting and they're looking for answers and they go on Dr. Google and they get authorities who are well-respected saying you should do this. And then you have authorities that are well-respected saying you should do the exact opposite. And it just leaves them right in the middle paralyzed. So they come to an event like this, like KetoCon, and they see many people, experts, gurus, people who are, have walked the walk, talked the talk, and they're sharing information and sharing stories that resonate with the audience that spreads. And, and the fact that you're doing it in such a way that uh, you're getting incredible speakers. A lot, of, a lot of my friends have spoken there and will speak there. Uh, so I'm not surprised by it, honestly. I think it's, it's so much needed and so important. And I want to ask you a question that I have in my notes here. What has been your favorite part about being a part of this organization and, and running the KetoCon uh, events? What's your favorite part about it? Um, the community that has formed. So I, uh, I spend a lot of time in this room, in my office, at home, um, on a computer, on a phone, and being at KetoCon, it lets me see the results of all of the efforts of that year. So seeing everything come together, seeing people who, who uh, are meeting each other face-to-face -face for the first time. So we see a lot of people in uh, social media who connect on social media, but meet in person at KetoCon. So the online community becomes alive when you're at KetoCon. The other thing that really blew me away the first year, and I've continued to see it every year, is that the exhibitors um, in corporate America, so outside of the keto community in corporate America, Companies uh, are like almost cutthroat competitive. In this space, I see so much collaboration amongst the companies who are product manufacturers, their service providers, their, their, uh, their software providers, their technology providers. But every time we leave KetoCon, we see these companies working together. So, uh, being able to be the catalyst for all of that is really fulfilling. And it's so much better than managing a team of bankers so that they all meet their treasury management sales goals. <laughs> so much better. Uh, and then it just keeps me really real, to be honest with you, Ben. So it's, it's, so e it's almost like an accountability thing for me. I know that people are looking to me to bring... Um, real solid information to bring them speakers um, that can help them along their journey, putting products in front of them that won't steer them away from their goals. 
having a band ingredient list so that we are vetting the products that, that we're showing to the audience. Um, it feels like a lot of responsibility, but it also has just become my passion. Like, have you ever heard that saying your, your crisis becomes your calling or your crisis becomes your passion? Yep. My crisis literally became my calling because I struggled all of those years until I got to this space and this is what my calling was. I just, that actually, all that struggle brought me to where I am. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Um, that's the, that's the fulfilling part for me. It's beautiful, Robin. Uh, yeah, your pain's a purpose right there. And, and the reason you went through that struggle is something on the opposite side, which is what you're doing right now, has manifested from it. And it's so cool to look back and see that. Um, so we talked about the previous events. Now we have the 2020 event coming up in, uh, in April. Correct? It's June. In June, excuse me, in June. June 2020. June 2020. Um, KetoCon 4, this is the fourth event. What is your expectations and share what you have up your sleeve for <laughs> KetoCon 4 in June 2020? Okay. So my expectations are um, we'll have uh, probably about 50 speakers. And um, we're going to cap ticket sales at 4,000 this year. Um, the Palmer Event Center is um, it's a very large venue. They have two halls. and one of them is really large and the other one is about a third of that size. We have year after year only been able to get one of the halls, which is the larger one. So we are limited to that space. So the way that the hall, we've designed the showroom floor is the keynote stage and all of the exhibitors are actually all in one hall. And we have to um, hang like sound, sound drapes and all kinds of things to, to section off the keynote area. We have three breakout rooms going on upstairs at the same time there's speakers on the keynote stage. And last year with 3,000, 3,500 people, um, it was tight. And I, uh, any more than 4,000 people, I'm afraid that we're gonna ruin the experience for the attendees because there just won't be enough room. So I am gonna cap ticket sales this year at 4,000. And we sold a thousand tickets during the early bird sale a couple months ago. So pretty sure we're going to hit that early, that number early. Um, last year, last year we sold about 500 tickets at the door. I don't think we're going to be able to do that this year. I think we'll probably sell out first. So that's a few of the things that I'm thinking about for KetoCon 2020. The other things are um, we do an entrepreneur mastermind session on Saturday morning where um, we bring in a panel of seven to 10 entrepreneurs that ha have successful businesses in this space where they can share information about what they do, how they've done it, what their future plans for expansion or growth are. And then we literally open it up to the audience to let them ask their specific questions about their either starting a business or expanding their own business. And that's been one of our most popular things that we've done at KetoCon. We've sold out every year and we've continued to expand the area where we hold this event um, because we keep on selling out. So uh, we'll be doing that on Saturday morning. <clears throat> um, then on Friday and Saturday afternoons, we will be doing cooking demos on the keynote stage, uh, which will be a lot of fun. We 
we'll be doing a medical panel, a fitness panel, and a stories panel over the course of the weekend. And those are all pretty self-explanatory. The medical panel is all medical professionals who answer questions and concerns of the audience. The fitness panel shares their fitness uh, experience and recommendations based on their own personal protocols for within keto and low carb. And the stories panel is, is a panel of people who have used the ketogenic diet and lifestyle to improve their health. They've, it's, they've either uh, overcome serious medical conditions or they've lost extreme amounts of weight. They've turned around diabetes. It's a, it's a pretty wide variety of, of stories. Um, so we do that over the course of the weekend. We have every day, there will be five speakers on the main stage between 10 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. and an additional um, 15 speakers um, on, in the breakout sessions. We also have a VIP breakout room for VIP ticket holders where they get one-on-one, -on -one, if you will, um, attention and conversations with specific speakers that um, bring in uh, their own topics for smaller groups, for, for more personal, personal, intimate groups for the uh, VIP ticket holders. So I have a couple of other things up my sleeve that I haven't been able to uh, finalize yet, so I can't really share them, but we'll probably have something going on on Saturday night as well at the hall that people will be able to get tickets for. We, we stop the speakers on all stages by 4.30, every day and then from 4.30 to 6.30, the exhibitors do all sorts of promotions and giveaways and contests on the exhibitor floor. So we're literally going from eight o'clock in the morning until 6.30 at night. Uh, Sunday we end at 4.30, but it's, it's, a, it's a jam packed weekend. One of the things that we added this year is we're doing um, functional uh, body weight movement classes functional movement and body weight classes. So those will be taking place on uh, Saturday and Sunday. And those will be smaller classes. They'll be limited to probably about 150 people each. And if you look up, if anyone's interested in seeing uh, the type of classes that we're talking about, if you look up uh, Francesca Fit on Instagram, she's gonna be orchestrating these classes. She's very talented and it's really all about uh, strength and functional movement with just body weight. So any fitness level can participate. Should be a lot of fun. I'm hoping to be able to participate in these myself. Um, and then we have the VIP dinner for the VIP ticket holders and speakers on Friday night. And uh, gosh, I, I know that there's a few companies that are planning on doing parties, you know, over the course of that week and that weekend as well. So it's going to be kind of crazy. Yeah, a whole bunch of craziness, but a whole bunch of <laughs> awesomeness at the same time. I mean, it's just all all things keto community. And that's so important because if you're following a keto diet, which if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're following a keto <laughs> ketogenic lifestyle, then you're going to be around like-minded people. And that that's what it's about, to have that support. Because it, it, when you go back to your regular life, if you have a corporate job, it's not common to have this type of support around you. That's right. just the reality of it. Uh, you know, when I go to dinners with my family, you know, not everybody's following keto, but when you go to an event like KetoCon, everybody is following keto right. and you could talk about what's working, what's not working. You could share tips. You get to meet 
influencers, a lot of people who have been on the Keto Camp podcast are speaking at your event. Uh, so I'm all for that. Um, I'm going to put a link for those listening or watching on YouTube for tickets to go get your tickets for KetoCon in the description of this uh, podcast interview with Robin. So take advantage of that. Like Robin said, they're capping it at 4,000. They already sold 1,000. By the time this podcast comes out, it might be closer to two or 3,000. So if you're an action taker, I recommend taking action on this as soon as possible because it sounds like so much fun. You have, it sounds like you've thought of uh, everything for this upcoming event. Uh, I want to know, because you shared about stories. You have people who share stories. What has been one of the most impactful stories you've heard with keto and, and what it's done to change somebody's life? Like, what was the, what's the first thing that comes to mind oh, when I ask that? Oh, there's so many of them, Ben. So, um, wow, Logan Sneed, who overcame brain cancer, uh, the extreme weight loss stories are just mind-blowing. I mean, it makes me feel like, uh, you know, I grappled with the same 30 to 60 pounds when I was younger, but these people are losing 100, 200 pounds. That's pretty extreme. Uh, and it takes an incredible amount of determination and, and grit to be able to, to get to the other side of that experience. Those are really moving stories. Uh, the being able to um, conceive after you know suffering with PCOS for many years, the reversal of type two diabetes, all of those things. It, that list is so long. I I can't even choose one. Yeah. And you know, for myself personally, uh, my own personal experience is is for me it's very moving because that because of being able to get rid of that food obsession so being addicted to certain foods or being addicted to the dieting process and the all of the emotional and mental uh struggles that go along with that it really destroys your life so eliminating all of that completely changes the trajectory of, of where you can go it really does. It takes a huge burden off your shoulders when you don't have to rely on snacking every two to three hours, when you don't have to rely on yo-yo dieting, which we know that it only works short term when you're doing right. things like Weight Watchers or cutting your calories. Yeah, you'll get some results short term, but what's going to happen is it's not going to give you long-term results. So I love keto. I love healthy keto and what we talk about because it's a lifestyle. And I always tell people, keto is not a diet. It's a metabolic process that's been around since humans have been around. And all we're doing is activating that process and we're teaching our body to burn fat, which is our birthright, which is to burn fat. Uh, so that's why I love keto. How important, I have a couple more questions for you. Uh, how important is community? Well, I mean, community is pretty much everything um, because we're very social beings and uh, being able to, like you had talked about the, the um, the level of excitement and community that takes place at KetoCon, uh, that's something that a lot of people don't have outside of social media. So they belong to different groups and they participate in all these groups so that they can, so that they can have that experience. But community is, I, mean, I, I remember the days of, if I would ask for something without a bun, the look that I would get and how, I mean, you can go to a fast food place now and order something without a bun, without even getting any questions. So 
I think it provides a level of acceptance and it takes away that I that feeling of I'm different or I have to do this or I have a secret because because I can't eat like you it's kind of like to me it's making a choice to do what's best for me regardless of what's happening outside of you know my my own circle but increasing the support increasing the people that you can bounce things off of increasing the people that increasing the number of people you can ask questions to and like right now you and i talking being able to make eye contact to me that that's everything so i think all of those components are part of community having a conversation with someone face to face is totally different than texting um, having people that you can um, feel connected to because of this commonality just makes this lifestyle much easier for most people. Yeah, and, and in social media, you touched upon it. It's such a double-edged sword. Uh, it helps get the message out there. We could create Facebook groups uh, and do so much good, uh, but then it, it isolates us because you're right texting or messaging. It's not the same as eye contact. This is the first time we actually have spoken face-to-face. Uh, -face. We're on video, uh, but it's not the same when you're emailing back and forth. It's not the same when you're texting. All that's great. It helps you get information out there, but there's something to be said and there's something special when you're actually in person with somebody, even better than what we're doing now, and you have a tribe of 4,000 people who are on <laughs> the same frequency. There's something right. special about that. And I agree, community is key because there's nothing in life that that's by itself everything everything does humans we need support we need to grow together you can't do anything by yourself there's no person as an island and if you look at for example like the blue zones people say oh blue zones they were in keto you, you can't compare blue zones to america first and foremost but but what they did have all of them had in common was community they had outings where they celebrated with family and friends and that right there will add years to your life i i have with certainty, I could say that will add years to your life. Yeah. So having a, a three days out of the year where you could be a part of this community will be fantastic. And you might just see me there roaming around the hallways. I've never <laughs> been to KetoCon, so I want to go there. Uh, and you might just see me there. Uh, I know a lot of my friends are speaking there. And uh, what you're doing is fantastic. I love it. And I can't just emphasize community is so important. And especially if you live in Austin, Texas, you have to be there. It's, it's a requirement. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely easier if you're in Austin. But I got to tell you, we have people that come. Last year, we had representation from 11 different countries. That's awesome, so, Robin. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, some of them, we have one speaker uh, from uh, Czechoslovakia, one uh, Prague, I mean, I'm sorry, one, one speaker from um, Sweden, uh, speakers from Canada, and the rest of the countries represented were ticket holders. That's so cool. So that is, that's pretty cool. And, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking about community, how, you know, when you're having a conversation, when you're at a dinner party with a bunch of people and someone's on their phone texting, how you feel like they're not really there. And that person also only gets half of, the conversation at the table, half of the benefit from, from 
being with all of these people. And that kind of reminds me of the difference between sitting at home and watching videos or being in Facebook groups or something like that. The difference between that and actually being at an event where you're part of that energy and you're sitting amongst a thousand other people who are listening to Ken Berry talk about um, the carnivore diet or about diabetes, you're listening to Sean Baker or the difference between actually being there with your phone off and paying attention and communicating with people and being part of that energy, it's huge. It's like night and day. Yep. So yeah. um, I, I would encourage people if, if they want to improve the journey that they're on, if they want to connect with other like-minded people, if they want to have FaceTime with these speakers. So these speakers don't just get off the stage and leave. They stay and walk the exhibitor hall meet with people who are at the show. So there's just so much opportunity for be, for feeling part of this movement from the inside rather than from the outside looking in. Yeah, great comparison. You're only getting half the conversation at that when you're watching it on a live stream or something like that. It's better to be there in person. Absolutely. Uh, I have, I have uh, one question for you here. Okay. What are you most grateful for today? Today. Uh, today I, where's my gratitude book? I go through oh. this exercise every single morning to I'm write down you. what I am grateful for. And today I will tell you what I wrote down. I love it. I wrote down that I am grateful for my son, Sam, who came home for Thanksgiving. I am grateful for my, I have a mini juve. Oh yes. So, <laughs> I have, um, I have this, uh, my uh, sauna space right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am grateful for um, emotional freedom and I am grateful for black coffee. Cheers to that. <laughs> My shirt says breakfast of champions and it has a there coffee cup. <laughs> there you go. We have a lot in common there. I love that. I love that you do gratitude journaling. It's, it's changed my life uh, every morning before bed um, right, and during the day. It's just such a healer. Gratitude is such a healer. So very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Uh, what is the final message you want to leave for the keto campers listening to this episode? Uh, my final message would be stay on your path. And regardless of how it may feel that if you, if you feel that you're not making progress or that your progress is too slow, just continue to stay on that path because eventually you'll look back and realize you are doing all the right things because one step just leads to the next and leads to the next and leads to the next insight, the next development, the next person who's going to share information with you and be willing to invest the time in the journey. Great message. Yeah. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. Robin's a perfect <laughs> example of that. Uh, Robin, I want to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing for, with KetoCon, Keto Evangelist, just all the information you're getting to the world of healthy keto and all carnivore, all these amazing tools that we have, these ancient healing strategies. You guys do an awesome job getting it out to the world and it's growing and growing and growing. I also want to acknowledge you for making that tough decision to leave your corporate job. Uh, I, I call, this might offend some people, but I call a cubicle a well-decorated prison cell. <laughs> 
and that's fine if if that's if you have a corporate job totally fine i'm not making fun of you and it's necessary mm -hmm. sometimes but i want to acknowledge you that you took the tough decision to jump off that cliff and develop wings along the way and decide to follow what's pulling at your heartstrings which is very scary to do but you leaned in that direction and what manifested is a lot of great things a lot of people are are getting their health ailments reversed, type two diabetes, PCOS. I mean, there's a whole laundry list of things that's happening because of that decision you made. Uh, so I acknowledge you for that. And thank you also for coming on this podcast and sharing about the KetoCon event, sharing about your story to my audience. And I love what you're doing and I look forward to contributing in any way. And I really enjoyed our conversation. So I wanna say thank you. Thank you, I appreciate the opportunity. I really hope you enjoyed that chat with Robin and myself. I imagine you're inspired to be at the KetoCon conference taking place in June 2020. Visit the notes of this podcast right now. Take action. Secure your spot because you never know when this will sell out. And I want to see you in Austin, Texas at KetoCon in June. The link is provided for you in the notes of this podcast. Be sure to check out the work that KetoCon's doing. Follow them on Instagram. Follow Robin on Instagram, connect with them. They're doing phenomenal work and share this episode with a friend. Share it with somebody you believe would get value from this and take a screenshot again, post it on your Instagram story, Instagram page. My Instagram handle is at TheBanazati. Robbins is at TheRobbinSwitzer and then at KetoCon. Tag us, I'll see it, I'll share it. I wanna remind you that I have a free 12-page ebook called The Keto Kickstart Guide four ways to master keto and fasting. There's also a keto meal plan in there and it's 100% free. If you head over to ketokickstartguide.com, you can get that for absolutely free. That's ketokickstartguide.com. Last thing here is that the video version of this interview with Robin will be posted on the Keto Camp YouTube channel as early as tomorrow, uh, which is going to be Friday, February 7th. So you could watch that video version and share that with the friend as well. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode through. Leave it a rating, leave it a review. You'll hear me on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.